Marlowe sits in his hard, worn leather chair, a cigarette in his mouth, whiskey on his breath, her memory glowing in his eye. The life of a private eye wears on the soul, leaving only the toughest of the tough to swim in the grimy waters of 21st century San Francisco. His partner, Miles, wanders in. His tie undone, his hair a mess. Ah, what a crud of a man. Even his wife can't stand him. What's the case? Marlowe grunts. A dame. Her name is Bacall Marlene Eliza O'Shaughnessy Rutledge, and she wants us to spy on some startup, Splice Craze Lab. Ah, you should see a Marlowe. My God, what a knockout. She has pegs that could stake your heart. Leave off of that pool hall talk. What's the job? Ah, you. Well, she says Splice Craze has kidnapped her husband, Sir Julius Orson Greenstreet Esquire, and is using him to do experiments. Marlon narrows his eyes, lighting a cigarette with a wrist flick, and sips down a warm drink of delicious, unfiltered smoke. Any leads? Nothing. We don't have a clue where they're hiding him. Marlon leans over the intercom. Hey, toots, baby, sweetheart, darling, heart attack, he says to his secretary. Miss toots, baby, sweetheart, darling, heart attack. Send in the dame. Miss toots, baby, sweetheart, darling, heart attack, walks into the office, wearing a practical plaid ankle-length dress and a stern yet knowing expression. You want to get a look at her, Miss toots, baby, sweetheart, darling, heart attack says, the slightest of grins growing beneath her nose. And boy, does he. Bacall Marlene Eliza O'Shaughnessy Rutledge's almond eyes glide over the three faces looking up to admire her hourglass figure and tight purple blouse. The rouge on her cheeks sucks in the naked bulb's light. The red on her lips casts it out again. Everything about her smells of sex and suspicion. Thanks, Miss Toots Baby Sweetheart Darling Heart Attack. I'll take it from here. Marlowe pulls out a chair and invites Bacall Marlene Eliza O'Shaughnessy Rutledge to sit. She doesn't sit so much as caress the chair. What can I do for you? <laughs> My husband went missing two days ago. He often slips away in the night to work on some project or another for his company. I never know when or why. Most nights I'm so desperate for company lying in red silk sheets, in unusually skimpy lingerie, missing the sweet caresses of a man. Sweat breaks on Marlowe's brow. Madam? No need to be so formal. You can call me Bacall Marlene Eliza. Bacall Marlene Eliza. What company does your husband sneak off to? Why, he works for... Splice Craze Lab. It's the premier gene manipulator in the world. Really, it was the cat's meow in Milan last summer. Hmm. Do you think that Splice Craze could have anything to do with his disappearance? I thought so, but this morning I received a note. She extends out a thin white arm decorated with scarlet nails. The red nails press between them a white piece of paper covered in polite black ink. Marlowe takes the paper and then reads, If you ever want to see your husband alive again, bring his super-secret files to the main offices here at Jeans Jeans by midnight, or else...
and come alone. The letter was signed, Gene. Who's Gene? He's the owner of Gene's Jeans. He was always a jealous of those whiz kids over at Splice Cray's lab. He never could compete. That's why he wants the file. They're the new plans for Splice Cray's lab's greatest invention. The upright cat. The upright cat? That sounds fascinating. It is. Splice Craze's upright feline shakes hands, takes out the trash, and scoops his or her own litter, all while walking on just those back legs. Where can I get one of those? Anywhere genetically modified cats are sold. I can't wait, Marlowe says with uncharacteristic joy. May we get back to my case? she asks. Yes, yes, of course. This is what we're going to do, toots. First I'm going to kiss you, then light a cigarette, drink a glass of scotch while staring into the distance, then take your place tonight at midnight for the meeting at Jean's Jean's. I'll pack my trusty thirty-eight special and rescue your husband, Sir Julius Orson Greenstreet, Esquire. Marlowe wraps his trench coat around him, jams his thirty-eight special into his holster, and gives Bacall Marlene Eliza a big kiss on those damn hot lips. But she is far too much of a femme fatale to swoon. So he lets her go and storms out into the night, searching for Jean's jeans. San Francisco. The rain drips down, washing the filth of the city. On street corners and in gutters, computer coders drink artisanal cocktails and listen to cow punk while vaping watermelon-apple-flavored tobacco. In this city, you can find any degeneracy you're willing to search for. Marlowe spits and moves forward into the rain. He turns the corner and approaches a large glass building. Jeans, jeans. The sign glows yellow in the black, soulless night. Marlowe tries the door and finds that it opens. A hand stops him. You don't want to go in there. It's his old friend Andre. Andre was living in the streets, suffering from a torrid addiction to investing in eco-friendly startups. Like so many before him, Andre had ended in the gutter, shaking with an old need for carbon reduction. I've heard about jeans, jeans. People on the street, they say things. It's a scary place. Experiments, gene alteration, irresponsible energy consumption. You don't want to go in there, Marlowe, man. You might not like what you find. Marlowe shakes his hand away and passes through the door, walking into a dark, black lobby, populated with dark leather chairs. He hears a knock on the glass. He turns around and looks back at Andre. Good luck, he sees Andre mouth before Andre sneaks away, dropping into the blackness. Marla walks into the center of the room. In the far corner, the doors to an elevator open. A very short man approaches, a man bald and albino white, wearing green glasses and an entirely purple outfit. Walking with a brown handmade wooden cane, he approaches Marlowe very, very slowly, the sound of the cane resonating throughout the dark room. Finally, he reaches Marlowe. 
the shaved head glistening in the little light that is inside this cavernous room. He smiles, a toothless grin. Hello, Mr. Marlowe. Are you Sir Julius Orson Greenstreet, Esquire? I have the IP in exchange for your life. No, Marlowe. Sir Julius, I'm afraid, couldn't be here. But I have a far more interesting prospect. And what is that? You think you know so much, Marlowe. You think you have the world on a string. But the power this lab, Jeans Jeans, possesses is beyond your wildest dreams. The secrets we possess would shock and terrify you. Those jokers over at Splice Craze, they may know how to do fine genetic modification, but they don't have the will to control the world. <laughs> he cackles loudly, filling the room with echoes of his madness. The IP we wanted wasn't in Sir Julius's files. In fact, there was never such a person as Sir Julius. On this note, from out of the blackness, Bacall Marlene Eliza O'Shaughnessy Rutledge stepped, her eyes a piercing blue that shatters souls. I'm sorry, she said. I never had a husband. The entire story was invented to bring you here, Marlowe, to capture that valuable intellectual property developed over at Splice Craze. I hate them, but damn, they're good. What intellectual property? I don't have the files with me, Marlowe responds. Oh, but you do. You are. All the information we need. And that is when Marlowe noticed for the first time that he was eight and a half inches tall, covered in white fur, and had claws at the end of his fingers. He would never a P.I., Marlowe, but an experiment from Splice Cray's lab to develop the perfect upright cat. And boy, did they. With self-awareness and language skills, the upright cat is the companion every family needs. And we are going to steal it. Listen, toots, I'm going to get out of this. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but one day, when you least expect it, I'm going to blow this lab. The small, bald man grabs Marlowe, who meows, but when she strokes his tummy... He falls asleep, and the bald man carries him into the cavernous labs of Jean's jeans. Outside, Andre, not normally a religious man, folds his hands in prayer. I hope they don't neuter that cat. That's why you should go with Upright Cat and any product from Splice Cray's Lab. Splice Craze has the strictest ethical considerations, so you know your genetically modified cat has been treated with the utmost care. So next time you need a genetically modified pet, go with Upright Cat. Upright Cat. 
Act like a man.